You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into the Lions 24-7 podcast. I am Tyler Donahue. We've got another interesting show in store for you here as we get settled into the month of May. Uh, Tyler Calvaruso will be on with us in, in just a matter of minutes to break down the latest on the recruiting news front for Penn State football. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Official visits are being lined up for June. Uh, some basketball, football news in the transfer portal as well. An All-American honor for a current Penn State commit. Going to talk about all that and more with Tyler Calvaruso, who's going to reset the 2024 linebacker target board with us as well. And it's fitting that that should come on this episode because we're going to talk to one of the top 2023 linebackers a man that you heard a lot about on this show leading up to the last National Signing Day, Kavion Keys, joining us in just a moment. If you missed our th- episode last Thursday that dropped, we had London Montgomery incoming freshman running back on the show looking ahead to his process as a Penn State football player and as a student athlete and breaking down his recovery from a torn ACL that took place last year during preseason action. So a lot to catch up with London Montgomery. I'd certainly encourage you to go back and check out last Thursday's episode. If you did miss that conversation, we also had Mark Brennan and Daniel Gallon on breaking down some of the draft prospects on this 2023 Penn State roster. But let's jump in right to it with a guy who's going to be joining that roster in a matter of days. And Kavion Keys joining us right now on the Lions 24-7 podcast. Kavion, thank you for making some time for us on what I know is a busy, life-changing kind of week for mm-hmm. you. Thank you for having me, uh, Tyler. Yes, it, it sure has been. But, you know, I've, I've been pulling through and uh, I wouldn't trade this position for nothing in the world. So, you know, this is what I this is what I do. You are among the group of freshmen and a couple transfers making the move to campus this weekend. You're going to get your college acclimation process underway. I guess what's on the to-do list between now and we're recording on a Tuesday around lunchtime <laughs> when you're actually getting in that car and, and getting on the road? Yeah, well, uh, the process has really been uh, easy for me, I would say, and very exciting. You know, other people, I, I would say, you know, would feel sad that they're leaving home and their moms. But um, me, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. You know, this process is, has been very much exciting. Uh, and I'm and I'm glad, you know, come up, come up there and, you know, get straight to work. But, um, you know, I've been packing. I've been doing a little bit of packing, you know, uh, just trying to get stuff uh in my bag so i don't have to rush you know forget anything but um yeah this process has been great for me and, and very much exciting 
But one guarantee about packing up for college is you will leave something behind. <laughs> Family will get it to you eventually. And, and hey, I got to give mom credit because she she helped you out, making sure you had the yes. headphones that you needed for yes, this interview. Indeed. So those are the kind of things that moms do on a daily basis. Hey, mom, yeah. can you get this for me? Mom, that's not going to be right around the corner for you. So what's that transition going to be like? Uh, I would say it, it's going to be very much um, – I wouldn't say it would it would be hard, but it's not going to be easy. So it'll be in the middle for me. But I know how to push through. You know, I've I've been I've been raised, you know, hard all my life. You know, stuff has never came easy for me. And you know, I had to understand that when I was little. You know, when when she when she actually first put the pads on me, she she's the one that put me in football. So you know, um, I appreciate her for everything she has done. So um, now you know it's time for me to be a grown man and, and do stuff on, on my own. I feel like I'm capable of doing that. Just to set the stage a little bit for listeners who may not have been all that familiar with Kevion's recruitment process, he was considered a top 24-7 prospect inside the top 200, actually, a top 20 linebacker nationally, one of the premier prospects out of Virginia, Verina High School, Richmond, Virginia. And, and Kevion, you had a recruitment process that was tough to track. Yes. Coming from someone who gets paid to try to help track these recruitments, <laughs> what, what, what exactly made Penn State the fit for you in the end? And how many moments of uncertainty did you have that the Nittany Lions were the right fit? Because James Franklin kind of mm -hmm. let some stuff out on signing yeah. day. He said, he said, Kavion was a, was a tough one to nail down, but eventually all the sides came together and we got it done. Yeah, well, um, first, the first question, um, the reason why I feel like I picked Penn State wasn't just about, you know, the football aspect, but it was just all the feel, you know, um, you know, I, I want to, you know, uh, get my degree in uh, communications, you know, talk on TV. So that was that played a factor, uh, you know, plus one of my uh, old uh, old teammates and a broadcaster now um michael robinson he went so you know he was he was you know recruiting me too you know telling him man uh you know you can do this and you can make that move trust me you know you, it's it's not far away as you think it is and and you know, they want you here to play you know they wouldn't recruit you if they, if they didn't want you you know at first you know you know i was uh committed to north carolina and i was really uncertain just about that whole process and they was even recruiting me when i committed at north carolina so that just showed me how, how hard they was on me and how hard they wanted me so um um, you know, the, 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 that was the thing with me, and and they was consistent with it. You know, texting my mom and texting me, and, and, and you know, communicating with me every day. And that's what I wanted. And you know, it's a family atmosphere, and the fans is just cr crazy about Penn State. And when I went to that whiteout game, that's what that's what really sold me on that. Like, man, like I can see myself playing here in front of thousands and thousands of fans. So, you know, that's what really had me, um, and 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 brought me to Penn State. And I, I would just say, um, like I said, I had a lot of uncertainties about going to school and, and, and I didn't know where to start. But, you know, I sat down with my mom and, and my family and we just went straight into it, looking to the schools like here. You think you're a good fit here, such and such. And just know whatever decision you make, we're going to be happy with you. We want to stick 110 percent with you. Um, so, you know, uh, that made me feel a, a, a lot better in a sense of where I wanted to go. And that's, that's how I ended up here. So. so it sounds like Penn State was in that driver's seat position coming out of the whiteout experience last yes. October. Yes, sir. Okay. Most definitely. And you made that you made the official visit last uh, June, I believe it was. Uh, and yeah. so you went through the summer, you went in the season. At that point, though, Penn State's still at least playing catch up. Yes, at least. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They played catch okay. up for, uh, I would say, at least. Let's say I committed. I committed. I think in January. I think no, no, I committed in December. Um. So, um. Yeah, they, they was playing catch up, but. 
I, I feel like it was more of me than them. You know, I, I, I was stuck in my own way and, 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 and in my own head about, or I should, what, what should I do about certain type of stuff? But actually, when I found out what I wanted to do, it was Penn State all along, you know, um, for real, for real. One more recruiting question before we get, that's all behind you. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. You know, you're, we'll get into the freshman uh, yep. version of KV on Keys in a moment. Sure but because James Franklin went public with it back in mm -hmm. December, said, Kavion, you know, gave us a little bit of a, a curveball. Said, "Hey, can we just can we can I sign in February and see what happens now and then?" How did that get sorted out? Because I'd imagine James Franklin and his coaching staff probably had some a, a response to that idea. Yeah, they did. It was like, man, but you why you want to you know do that in February? You you're gonna wait even longer and and stretch your own self out. So I was like, you know what, y'all right, and 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 I wanted I wanted to get it over with, and I didn't want to think about it no more because I wanted to get straight to putting in the work and and that's what i do i, I love to i love to put in the work i want to be the greatest and in, in, in the in the world at, at the linebacker position and um i told him man like i i love i love to work and and y'all got some special linebackers there you know um i can name a few names michael parsons and the the, the, the list continues and even right now abdul carter you know who doesn't want to be like i said a part of that so um you know they they told me man how about you just get it done right now get it over with you know shut yourself out and and and, and all you gotta worry about now is school and, and and putting in work on that field and um i was like man let's do it yeah so you close that chapter in december yep. and the recruitment ends and then the preparation begins what has that that dialogue been like between you the penn state coaching staff uh getting yourself primed and ready to hit the ground running on campus next week well, um, when I after I um committed and uh, now signed my uh, signed my uh, letter of intent, um, they sent me a like a workout plan of of what they do, and um, you know, I t I took that, I did that every day at school, after school, before school, um, so that's what that that really helped me in the sense. Of, okay, I know I know what they're doing and i'm not feeling like okay even though i'm not there i'm still doing the workouts that they send me so i still feel comfortable um you know getting stronger every day you know trying to drink my guy in the water every day um trying to like I said put on muscle even when i'm not there so when i get up there i can still be you know a, a, a little bit prepared you know uh in, in a sense because you know i was like I said, a, a little undersized but now i've gained like 10 10 15 pounds and these 10 50 15 pounds feel really good on me so um all around my body is, feels feels great um my energy level is great my drive is great so um right now i just can't wait to get get to work and you don't know how how excited i am to step on that field whatever it is monday tuesday wednesday of next week and just get the feel of it all and let me just tell you, Kavion, we're only halfway through this interview, but I think you made the right choice in communications uh, in, in that field. I, I think I think you're going the right direction there. Uh, I, I, I'm serious. I wouldn't just tell you that. Now, now you mentioned the, the developing physically and, and trying to put yourself in the spot that, to really be where you need to be on the practice field when, when mm -hmm. practice starts in August. Mm -hmm. They announced you in December at six foot two, 195 pounds. Do you have an update for us there? Yeah, I'm actually I am, I am 212 right now. Um, okay. Right now, so I feel like I I made a I made a you know a jump you know um like I said my coaches even my high school coaches told me hey listen you got to put on that weight and this was during the season so um I kind of took that into consideration I said you know what off season I'm gonna I'm gonna look to eat as much protein as uh, as as I can and just try to you know watch my weight eat. you know I'm I didn't lose none of my speed no nothing so like I said that my body like I said right now feels absolutely great um like i said after this i'm gonna get a workout in um so and I, i'm just overall happy with how everything has gone with me over this past year
adding 15 plus pounds since your senior season, I mean, is that something that actually surprised you how easily it came or has it been like a, a daily grind to make that happen? I would say, I would say it's both, you know, it's surprising because at first I'm like, man, why can I, why can't I, you know, gain this weight? You know, I was like, dang, like I, I really want it. Cause I don't want to go in there undersized at all. That's, that's, that's not me. I don't want them to look at me like, ah, like, nah, we got to put on, he got to put on weight when he, when he get here, which I still am going to put more weight when I, you know, come onto the scene. But I just, like I said, I just want to be, you know, prepared physically and mentally, you know, even like I said, man, no physically is going to be good. But like I said, just make sure my hair is right and my hair space is good um you know that's what really plays a part with me i know what i physically can do but like i said your mental got the sharper iron so um like i said i've been i've been as much as i've been been preparing physically i've been preparing even more mentally well we're talking about weight gain and freshman linebackers here in, in happy valley tony rojas padded yeah. put on about 30 pounds his first semester yes, a lot did. of excitement about what he's done Look, yeah. Manny Diaz told us back in Pasadena before the Rose Bowl that he felt like they signed three elite linebacker talents. Yeah. You're one of those. Mm -hmm. um, but what have you heard from Rojas, from Tamir Robinson to this point? I'm assuming you guys have some communication about what the expectations are and about what you're going to be jumping into. Yeah, um, like I said, we I feel like we're we're all um, trying to our, our, our goal is, like I said, to win. Uh, trying to get drafted, um, and I feel like our our connection is good um, right now. We've been just they just been talking to me about, hey, listen, we're gonna you're gonna come onto the scene. Like I said, whatever help you need, ask us. Um, ask ask the um, older older groups, and that's what they've been doing. They said, man, this transition for you, you you think it's gonna be hard, but it's it's really easy once you get the feel of it. And and I was like, I'm gonna take that with me. They were like, shit, um, whatever you do, just put in the work. Keep 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 working. Keep doing what you got to do best, and 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 play your own game. Don't don't, don't come here and, and and get out your element. Be the same Kavion Keys that got you to this point, and that and and, and that's what it's been um, uh, for me. So I, I I appreciate those guys, and I feel like um, we're gonna do something special uh, all all around. We're gonna do something special, and and I'm very excited for this group of 2023 signees. Not even just me, me, Tamir, or Tony. It's like the others, like Dakari and and Jamal and um, Elliot Washington, and all these all these other boys. You know, we're all we're all close. You know, we talk every day, so it's more of a um, uh, uh, I feel like we're, like we're a family more than just brothers. You know, since you know we talk every day, so um, that's that's what I like about it, and that's some of the advice that they have gave me, and I really appreciate them guys because. Um, I was really like uh, indecisive and really didn't know. So I'm glad I asked those questions. So now, okay, that gives me like a, um, I can see it. I can give me a view of what I need to do. When, when you think about uh, the Tony and, and, and Tamir and, and what they're doing position-wise, we saw Tony play a lot at the Sam. We saw some yep. Will. We saw Tamir uh, you know, concentrating on Mike linebacker during yeah. spring ball when we got looks on the team, extending to the blue-white game. What yeah. is the blueprint for you from a position standpoint here in year one? Well, um, mainly the will, the will spot for me. Um, like I said, Manny Diaz told me that, uh, like I said, you'll be playing the will uh, first and second downs and then – uh, when it's third and long, it's, hey, we're gonna have you out there on the edge. Since you know, I can feel, I'm, I feel like, in, in in my opinion, I can get to the quarterback. Um, that that's what I'm I'm best at doing too. Um, I can cover, I can do all that, but that's my primary uh skill set is to get to the quarterback. Um, but like I said, whatever is needed me to do for the team, I'm gonna do it. I'm a, I'm a team player. I'm a competitor, and I'm gonna compete at the highest level. So that that that's installed in me since day one. So um, listen, I will. 
that's me. That's that's who Kavion Keys is. You, that's who they're gonna get. Um, a, a a competitor, a great person, a great leader, um, and 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 that's what it. That's what it is. You talk about chasing quarterbacks, folks. He's just not saying that. Twenty-six sacks as an upperclassman, junior and senior years combined, and and obviously a state championship run as a junior, mm -hmm. all yeah. state honors. Can you give us kind of uh, the scouting report on your development at Verina by the time you got through your career there, and 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 what you were able to accomplish with that program? Uh, all right. So at first, uh, I would say um, it was very hard for me. Um, like I said, I didn't, I didn't just hit the gates and running, uh, like, oh, sh this, this guy is, is that I had to really put in work and, um, I had to really change my whole body in a sense. Like my body wasn't like this when I got to Verona. it was a lot of hard work, a lot of, I said, a, a lot of long nights thinking like, man, and, and, am I built for this and, and stuff like that. But like I said, if it wasn't for my coaches and my family, like I said, I wouldn't be here right now. Um, I would say that um, my junior year, the beginning of my junior year was kind of like iffy, but then the second part of it, um, I would say we got to game five and then like a gear just shifted for me. And then out of that, I just took the gates and running. I ain't never played linebacker in a day of my life, but it was natural. It was so natural that I played wide receiver and it was like, that was natural. So, and you, you don't really see a wide receiver and linebacker combo like that. I feel like, mm. so that was really different about me. I was long, I was fast. I, I had strength and, you know, it, it, it just all gelled together. So, um, you know, and then you build that confidence up, you know, when you get to the quarterback and then, you know, me, you know, I was talking, talking and stuff like that. Mind you, I'm not a talker like that, but once you're, when, when you're confident, you, you, you do stuff you ain't never did before. So, um, you know, you know that was great and then um like i said i was a leader and, and, and that was great too but um then all the offers started flying in and then it was they came in so fast i was like dang like i really put in that amount of work that quick and then the offer just came in flying that was all new to me so um you know everybody just telling me like man you know kvion i'm proud of you because you really came here in a matter of time and you was new to it all and then you really change up your body and put in the work to get to where you're at right now and you know they said don't ever don't ever let let that stop you just because you have one bad day that don't mean tomorrow gonna be bad you feel me you got another opportunity for that tomorrow to to turn that bad into a good so that's what i took into it and, and that's what i'm going to take with me for the rest of my life i think it's fantastic words for any of our younger listeners out there maybe grinding yeah. out at the middle school or high school level and yeah. feeling like they have a long way to go you can get there but it yes. does you know you've got to carve your own path and, and kv when you you mentioned that junior year was your first year of concentrating at linebacker were you in the yeah. defensive backfield prior to that yeah um no actually i wasn't see the, the crazy thing is i didn't i didn't play linebacker till my 11th grade year you know I, when i transferred to verona I, I only played wide receiver you know i thought i was a wide oh, receiver yeah okay. I, th I thought i was a wide receiver um i i tried my hard to tell them man listen I put me, just put me at the wide out it was like nah we just see you at you know linebacker and you know me i'm not the type of person to be like nah i don't want to play that listen I will go out there and and play D tackle if I got to, but um, you know, then they said we're gonna have you at linebacker. You know, I I took that and and I took it with pride. I I, I didn't take it. I didn't. I, it's not like I didn't put in no effort to it. I put an effort into it. You know, I searched up all right linebacker stances and how do linebackers you know cover and stuff like that. And which they taught me that. Uh, you know, I had a lot of questions. You know, um, you know, I'm not I'm not the type of person uh, to not ask questions and and I want to know. So I'm gonna ask every question in the book. For their for for, for 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 me to know so um that that's for like the one thing about me is i'm never gonna stop asking questions i want to be better every day um 
So that's what it's, that's what got installed in me at a little age. You know, all my coaches just telling me, hey, listen, every question is not no bad question. So ask it. So um, that's who I am. And, you know, like I said, once again, I just can't wait to step on the field and, you know, show everybody, you know, what I got. It's May 2023, and we're talking about you being one of the top uh, linebackers in the country making the move to college football. We're saying in May 2021, you weren't even a, a defender at the yeah. high school. I mean, you weren't even a defender. <laughs> yes, so sir. along the way, you convinced a guy like Manny Diaz, who has been a D.C. for a bunch of teams. He's been a head coach at the highest level of college football, mm-hmm. that you were that kind of a linebacker worth investing in. What was the relationship like between you and Manny? I think a lot of people are curious because he has that history so recently as a head coach. Yeah. How is he as a defensive coordinator? How is he as a linebackers coach engaging with prospects like you? Can you take us behind that a bit? I would say he's very hands-on with his guys. Um, um, me and uh, me, um, when he first talked to me, you know, I, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know who he was because I was so new to it all. So I had to search him up. I'm like, okay, you know, he's had a history, you know, uh, head coach at Miami. Now he's at Penn State, and I know, I know he had other jobs, but this I'm talking about recently. Um, you know that he's a guru in the, uh, the defense, and spe- specifically with with the linebackers. So you know, um, and, and I saw his, you know, his high rated. He loves the blitz. Um, you know, and one thing about me in high school, that's all I did was blitz. So, uh, so you know, that's what I like. And um, like I said, he he has he had a great relationship with me and my family. Um, he came to my school more than twice. I think he came to my school three times just to see how how I was doing. Um, you know, recruiting me too. Um, and it, it it was just good. You know, good relationship with, with with my staff at school. Um, like I said, my parents. Um, we had long talks. Uh, just about you know how would I fit in at the defense and uh. Stuff Stuff like that so it's been it's been great and uh, to see what he did his first year at Penn State was impressive with me um to see the uh, you know Abdul Carter and how he how he coached them and he was a freshman too so he has a thing with freshman linebackers I feel like in a sense you know um so that's why I was like oh like I, I like this guy and I, I like his style and I like his swagger you know he brings and, you know he, he he he's calm but I feel like you know he 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 shows you he, he doesn't show you that calm side in practice um, you know, he's, he's going to, he's going to teach you how to play the position at the highest level. And that's what I wanted, you know? Um, so, um, that it's, it's all great to me. I wanted to, to circle back to a couple of connections from your hometown, your, your, your high school program. You talked about Michael Robinson, you know, mm-hmm. engaging you in conversation about the Nittany Lions and, and what yeah. that future might look like. Um, I mean, that, that seems really cool. It's not like he was a former teammate I and mean, he's been out of the <laughs> NFL now for a decade. Uh, he's yeah. an older guy. Um, yeah. I guess, how did you two connect and, and, you know, what was the, the biggest takeaways from those conversations? Okay. So I would say he, he followed me on Instagram. And I was like, okay, I, I know, I know who this is because I remember my head coach talking to him because him and my head coach have a great relationship. So um, it was one day my head coach and uh, linked me up with him at his house. You know, we had breakfast um, and, and a good conversation. You know, this is when I was, um, you know, currently committed at North Carolina. He was just like, man, listen, you come to Penn State, no doubt in my mind, nobody's gonna leave, nobody's gonna touch us. Franklin, Franklin's gonna be here. He was like, if you make if 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 you make that next step, it's going to be a different level, of, different level of football. You're in the Big Ten. Um, I would say the Big Ten is much more, you know, difficult than the ACC, um, in my opinion. So um, he just told me, hey, listen, just to be that same guy. And they was like, the, the the alumni there is going to be behind you. 
uh, there's going to be a lot of networking. And, it's, and, and since you want to go for communications, I went there for communications and I'm on NFL network and I'm on you know, every morning. And and you you think uh, North Carolina has a connection. We got those same connections. And, you know, it was, it was just about that. I would say it's more about off the field stuff because he knows what I could do on the field and he knows what type of impact um, I can I can make. So um, it was more about off the field wise and just and just staying locked in and, 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 and being that same person that I that I've always been. And then the other the other local connection I want to talk about is a upcoming teammate of yours. I know that mm-hmm. you missed him. Yeah. At, he wasn't your teammate at Verina. I think you mm-hmm. showed up a year after he graduated. Mm-hmm. But Alonzo Ford yes. uh, making the move from Old Dominion uh, to play defensive tackle for the Nittany Lions. Mm-hmm. Have, are you two have any kind of previous relationship? And, and based on what you know about him, what, what do you think about the pickup? Man, um, you know me, me and Zoe, man. Uh, we was talking uh this weekend just about you know uh, I was like, man, I'm glad, I'm glad you're here, man. I got another Verona guy with me. Um, you know, so, so 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 you know that's good. And you know, um, Coach Az actually you know talked to me. He was like, man, what you think about him? I was like, Coach, I ain't never seen him play, but I know if you from if you from Verona, he got that dog <laughs> in him. He, he trust and believe because I do. Uh, you know, he he he's a big guy, well, good size to play the tackle, and you know, I feel like he got a he got a chance to make a big impact in the defense. So, um, I feel like that's a great pickup for us, and and I feel like you know we're ready to roll, we're ready to make a shot at this you know, national championship, and I feel like we we got the group of guys, the group of coaches, the staff all around. Um, it's it, it's a good day to be a uh, um, a nitty line. Let's finish up with two more questions. The first here is uh, it, it's it's moving time. Um, yeah. What's on your agenda for week one? What does week one, as far as you understand it, look like uh, as you become a Nittany Lion? And what's the roommate situation? Well, the roommate situation. Well, um, like I said, I think I'll be. I I don't know if I'll be with like a roommate uh, or not, but I know that we'll. I think we get, we're moving into apartments um mm-hmm. and stuff stuff like that. So I don't know if I'll be with a roommate. I don't know if I have my own room net room own room yet. So I gotta I gotta see that for my own. Um, so like I said, the first week, um, I just, I just want to get acclimated. You know, I've been talking to, you know, Dan Connor, he's going to, um, we're going to be on zoom, I think, uh, next week. And he's, you know, we're going to go over, um, you know, the defense and, and the ins and out of it. So, you know, that's good. Um, like I said, I know I'm gonna eat good. You know, I, I love to eat. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's going to be good. And, you know, just being with the guys and, you know, building more relationships and, um, you know, going to classes and, um, you know, seeing how that works, you know, um, I'm just excited because like I said, this is what I've been waiting for, uh, all my life. And just to see that it comes, you know, I'm turning my dreams into reality. So, um, you know, that's good for me. And then the last one is just me handing you the microphone and saying, for all the Penn State fans out there across the country, across the globe, hopefully listening to Lions 24-7 podcast, what is your message about what you and this 2024 recruiting class turned freshman, I'm sorry, sorry 2023 mm-hmm. recruiting class yeah. turned freshman class, what are you guys going to do these next few years here on campus? Man, it's going to be great years, uh, Penn State fans. I just want to tell y'all that we're going to we're gonna do everything in our power to um, – to, to get to the national championship and um and, and be one of the best college groups in the um in, in the Big Ten um you you're gonna get you're gonna get fast strong uh hard hitting uh, uh de- defense from from out of us and um for me I would just say um I'm you're gonna you're getting a competitor a dude that's gonna work every day try to be better um ask I'm gonna ask a lot of questions um like I said I'm I just overall I'm, I just want to be great. And uh, great players are going, going to do great things. And um, th- th- that's what I think highly of myself and highly of my teammates. So um, I just can't wait to get it started and, and get this and get hit the road um, rumbling. 
right, I'm sure the rest of the week is going to fly by for you. Enjoy it, it as much is. as you can. Uh, <laughs> give mom a bunch of hugs along the way. And uh, yes, we'll, see you, we'll see you around campus real soon, Kavion. Thank you for your time. Man, thank you, Tyler. Um, you have a nice one. We'll be right back on the Lions 24-7 podcast. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's transition over to my colleague at Lions 24-7 and put that spotlight on the next group of linebackers that the Nittany Lions are looking at. Recruiting never stops, of course, and, and we bring in Tyler Calvaruso right now. And Tyler, you got a tough act to follow. Kavion Keys, uh, one of the most well-spoken uh, recruits, uh, young players that we've really had on this podcast. And Fortunately, we've had a lot of them on this podcast. Kavion's awesome, man. I mean, every time I get to talk to him, he's always so happy and upbeat. He's just, he's a great kid. I'm glad that we get the chance to cover him. He's good. He's great to deal with. Yeah, we'll be dealing with him a lot more in the near future as he becomes a Penn State football player. Um, happy to have him on. Happy to have London Montgomery on last Thursday. Let's look toward the future, though, the next level of prospects. And that means the 2024 class, which has come a long way in a short period of time, Tyler. We've documented it for a while now, just in the past couple of months, going all the way to 13 commitments. So much movement on the offensive front. One area that, that we're still waiting on some more movement, it's been a little while. They added Anthony Speck at linebacker in January. He was the second overall commitment for the 24 class. Kari Jackson out of Michigan comes on board in late February. There are a lot of names, though, floating around at linebacker. As Kavion Keys just said, this is a place that big-time linebackers want to come to and play with guys that are big-time linebackers and under a big-time linebacker coach like Manny Diaz with a brand that Penn State has. So let's jump jump into it. And I know you want to begin the focus here with a five-star prospect out of Mississippi. Yeah, Jamal Wall from Picayune. You know, we've been talking about him for a while as a guy that Penn State has put itself in a pretty good position for heading into official visit season. The intel indicates that that is still the case. I've talked to multiple people who have – no horse in this race, no ties to Penn State, no vested interest in where Jamonta lands. And I've been told multiple times that Penn State has an edge right now over, I would say, based on the conversations I've had, Florida and Ole Miss are looking like the two that are really standing out aside from Penn State. Ole Miss recently picked up a 24-7 sports crystal ball prediction in its favor. I would say not so fast on that front. The Rebels are definitely right there in the mix, no doubt about that. But Florida has generated a lot of momentum recently, so the Gators are right in the thick of things along with Penn State. I've been saying it on the board. It's just one of those recruitments where it's kind of like how with Luke Cromanick, I had a gut feeling. This one, I kind of have a gut feeling as he goes to the official visits that it's going to be tough for Penn State to get him out of the South. But I think if any non-region school can get him out of there and get him away from the SEC, I think it's going to be Penn State. I think they've positioned themselves the best just based on the relationships that have formed with Manny Diaz and another situation where 
a recruit is a fan of a former Penn State player. Jamonta Waller's a really big Michael Parsons guy, so he sees himself fitting into the defense, doing a lot of different things for Manny Diaz. He likes the versatility aspect of it. He likes the chance that he's been presented with at Penn State. So really right now things are looking good, but we're just going to have to see what happens during official visit season. You get down, you visit those SEC schools. We all know what could happen during those visits in terms of schools making up ground. Florida's been doing it already. They had him on campus for its spring game. So a lot going on there with Waller. But Penn State, I don't think they can really complain about the position that they're in with him. I mean, it feels like, I mean, the the kind of poaching uh, in, in the SEC territory that is just very hard to accomplish. Yes. And I mean, Dakari Nelson, Steve Wolfong told us he felt like he was a total total stud of a move by Penn State to bring him in a national championship caliber kind of a roster build move by Penn State. Now, Tamarian Parker was another one that had similar mm -hmm. vibes and it didn't last nearly as long as Penn State would have liked. He ends up at Clemson. Jamonte Waller, a five-star player from the state of Mississippi. Um, how long do you think Penn State can, can hang around here? And what do you think ultimately, if they were to make a move, when can it happen? I think Penn State definitely has staying power with Waller for sure. It, it's lasted this long for a reason, right? I mean, I touched on the relationships, the affinity for Parsons. Just when he got to Penn State for his visit during the winter, he really liked what he saw in terms of facilities and the campus. And for a kid to come from Mississippi to come up to Penn State in the middle of the freaking winter and, and still like what he sees. Right. I mean, man, like, let's be honest. That interest is legitimate. There's no doubt about that, in my opinion. So, yeah, Penn State definitely has staying power. I think he's going to take it through the official visits. I don't see him wrapping things up before that. I know we've touched on some guys as, like, potential. Hey, look, he's got these official visits scheduled, but he, not, he might not make it to those visits. I do think Waller is going to make all of his officials, at least of what he has scheduled in June. And, I mean, you could add Georgia to that list. Now, he's got an official coming up with Georgia. I believe that's going to be his final visit of the month on June 23rd. So another SEC power player is involved with him. So timeline-wise, I'm thinking it's going to carry out through the summer before he comes to a decision. It could go even longer than that. You know, we got the new official visit rules. He's he's not a late riser, obviously, but his stock is just throughout the cycle. It's gone from here right. all the way up to here. So, I mean, you know, there's a chance there's even more interest waiting for him on the horizon from other programs who might not be heavily involved in the mix at this point in time. I don't think he's necessarily in a rush. So I think this one is one of those recruitments that goes a little bit later rather than sooner. Waller at number 22 overall in 24-7 sports rankings at this stage of the cycle. And, and that is significantly higher than the composite across the industry right now, which has him at number 102 overall. Tyler, where else? I mean, we got the headliner out of the way. Uh, that's the you know the pie in the sky. That's, that's the, the big target. But there's a lot of realistic options out there still in play. I talked about Speca and Jackson on board. Kind of talk us through where that is in, in, in these cluster of linebackers as Penn State sorts through options. Yeah, it definitely goes beyond Waller. I mean, he's the top dog on the board right now, but there are plenty of other high-quality names Penn State is after. Chris Cole from Virginia, he's got an official visit locked in for June. Panny Diaz is very, very high on him. Cole has told me that Diaz told him he's one of three, four guys that he's prioritizing at the position. So there's a lot to like about him. You know, Chris Jones, we've talked about him a bunch, the relationship with Kenny Sanders. I don't think that one's going to happen for Penn State. It seems like he's trending more towards the SEC at this point in time. So those are the two, you know, the high-ranked names we've been talking about a lot. But I just come back to Cole, and we talk about Waller and him liking his versatility and what he brings. Cole's one of those guys who's very similar to KV on Keys and Tony Rojas in the sense that 
they could cover. They use their athleticism to their advantage. You know, they're really good in space. So those are traits that have him so high on the linebacker board at this point. And I mean, when we're talking about athletic linebackers, you, you can't have that conversation without mentioning Elijah Newby. He's really climbed up Penn State's board throughout the last two, three months. I mean, he's tested really well. He's posted some impressive track times. I got the chance to talk to Elijah at the UC report last week or two weekends ago now. And I mean, he really loves Penn State staff. Manny Diaz, the relationship is good there. James Franklin, the relationship is good there. Luke Reynolds is in his ear pretty much every day, Cheshire Academy teammates. So they're talking a lot about Penn State. I like where the Nittany Lions are at with him heading into June. He's going to be on campus for an official visit. Date still to be determined. I'm going to check in with him on that soon. He's still working on his June official visit schedule. But he's going to be in town, and he's really looking forward to that. He's got a pretty good idea specifically of what he's going to be looking for. And, I mean, Michigan, Nebraska, those are the two really standing out to me outside of uh, Penn State right now. I, I think he's going to make some trips there, and they're going to get some pretty serious consideration. But Penn State is a lot working in its favor. So, really, there's one spot left at linebacker. Is it going to be Cole? Well, Waller's excluded from that. Waller's a guy that he's going to be a plus one to whatever Penn State adds at the position. The door that, is open, sir. Is the door is open. open, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no matter what, no matter when, he's going to have a spot. In this class, he's one of those like you know 10 12 guys who have that kind of auto green light at any point during the cycle. But beyond him, Cole, you know, newbie, who's gonna get that spot between those two? I, I think newbie is more likely in terms of level of interest based on the conversations I've had. But we'll see. And this is another one where we're gonna have to see what comes about in June as these guys go through their official visits. I think at this point with linebacker, the benefit of the doubt is all there for Manny Diaz yes. and company. I mean, you just say, trust the process, get the signing day. They're going to get the right guys. You feel the same way about running back right now. It's been a nice run at tight end the same way. Cornerback and safety have, have that kind of vibe. It's good when you can point to a bunch of positions where you're like, between the coaching staff's track record and the development of talent, let's just trust the process. Where there's a lot of programs, a lot of fan bases out there, they cannot trust that. So I, I think that you look at linebacker, whoever they do end up with, Going to be a good one. Maybe they end up with a couple if a guy like Waller wants to jump on board as well. Um, let, let's shift gears here. Um, good stuff on the linebackers, but one of the big things to pop in recent days has been Nick Marsh out of Michigan, a top 24-7 wide receiver, former Michigan State commit. They're still involved. He's got an official visit itinerary coming together. The Nittany Lions are part of it. What do we need to read into here? Because this is a spot that has no commitments yet, and we've got a first-year Nittany Lions assistant coach and Marcus Hagans leading the charge. You know, when a kid tells you that his visit went significantly better than he originally anticipated before the visit that was occurred, interesting. it's one of those, yeah, man, it's one of those things that really opens your eyes to a, a recruit's level of, level of interest and where the relationships are at with the staff. Because you got to keep in mind, I mean, Marsh was committed to Michigan State for a while. He goes back onto the open market, and the receivers coach at Penn State who's recruiting him isn't even there anymore. So it's a completely fresh situation for him. And he's developed a good relationship with Marcus Hagans. He's comfortable with him. The family's comfortable with him. I mean, you can read the article that Alan True wrote with Marsh coming out of the weekend. He got the chance to catch up with him at a UC camp there. And, I mean, he's already has a pretty good idea of how he would fit into Penn State's offense and is kind of envisioning that. You know, those quotes are you, – you don't ever want to necessarily read too deeply into quotes from a 17-year-old all the time. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not the way to really last in this industry, but – I mean, talking with Marsh, and that's a genuine sentiment coming from him. And I think Penn State is either at the top of his list or right in that top group 
I've been hearing a lot of buzz about the potential for him to return to that Michigan State commitment. I think that's something that is definitely in play as well. That seems to be the intel on him right now. And Penn State's going to be his first official visit of June. Michigan State's going to be his last official visit of June. And he's going to wrap things up shortly after that in early July. So Penn State's going to be looking to hit it out of the park with him when it gets him on campus, you know, kind of leave no doubt that they are the best option for him. But Michigan State, as things stand right now, is going to get that last crack at him. And I think that's a pretty interesting dynamic with Penn State going first and Michigan State going last. Speaking of interesting dynamics, what what Michigan State's offense and particularly their passing attack has gone through since the end of spring ball and just the last couple of weeks, I'd imagine there's some things that need to be cleared up with Mr. Marsh uh, regarding their future and and what they had planned for because interesting times right now in East Lansing. When we look, uh, again, out of the region, away from a Big Ten battle, Nigel Smith, this is a guy down in Texas, Melissa High School, uh, top 100, right on the edge of that top 100 status in 24-7 sports rankings, number 15 defensive lineman in the nation. Uh, Teams like Ohio State, Oklahoma uh, involved here, Texas A&M, and Penn State has been a a player here as well. This will Again, it feels like you're looking at a a big-time prospect from, from a state that's far beyond your region where you know there's a bunch of eyes on, but... How much of this is a something with Nigel Smith and the Nittany Lions? I think there's something there. I think Penn State has been stock up with Smith recently. He had a really good blue-white game visit. He's got a solid relationship with Deion Barnes. He's going to be on campus for an official visit next month. I wrote this today. I I still think it's going to be Oklahoma in the end. I mean, our guy Colin Kennedy over at Sooners Illustrated, he wrote an article recently about Oklahoma's pursuit of Smith and really went in-depth. And you could see, man, that whole staff is heavily involved with him. And Penn State has taken a similar group effort, but I just feel like Oklahoma has been on him for so long. It gives him the chance to play a little bit closer to home. I think those are factors that it has working in its favor. But Penn State's definitely in the thick of things, man. They're, they're getting some consideration, and it's telling that he's going to make that June official visit. There's real interest. And while I do think Oklahoma leads, and I, I think in the end they're the ones who close it out, I, I wouldn't shut the door on Penn State just yet. When we talk about official visits being lined up, another one on the offensive line now uh, is teed up with Robbie Martin out of West Virginia. You had a story up on this uh, not too long ago at lines247.com. He's not a name that we have addressed as frequently as some of the other offensive linemen, including a couple we're going to get to in just a moment. But what do we need to know? What do our listeners need to know about Robbie Martin and an offensive line class for the Nittany Lions where there's a lot of chairs taken already? Yeah, I probably should have been giving Robbie a little bit more love considering he's, he visited during the fall for a game. He was at the Ohio State game. He made it for a junior day in January. That visit went very well. Got the chance to talk with him early Monday morning. Told me he's got a Penn State visit locked in along with a couple of others. He's going to be at NC State for a visit. I believe – I'm not sure what his schedule is. I have to go back and check that. But I believe he's going to be at West Virginia. He's a West Virginia native. He's going to be there for his first official visit of June, then NC State than Penn State. But Mario, he's got a pretty high level of interest in the Nittany Lions from what I've gathered. You know, I think it's interesting timing for that. You know, William Satterwhite, he's kind of in a position where he's looking elsewhere. Uh, I, Penn State's still in his top group, but Georgia and Tennessee, it gave him really a lot to think about. Clemson's right there with him. So I think he's kind of trending away from Penn State in a sense. So Trending away about, from the region, it sounds like. I mean, we're talking about yes. an Ohio lineman training south. Yes, right? there's a yeah. lot of SEC buzz there right now. You know, those offers were kind of fresh too. You know, Clemson's been in the thick of his recruitment for a while, and we know Penn State's been in the thick of his recruitment for a while. He even he said that he's been to Penn State pretty much the most, and he's got the most comfort 
with the staff there, but I, I think he, he's got his eye on the SEC and Clemson as the ACC program in this equation. I think he's got his eye there. So Martin locking in that official visit, pretty interesting timing. You know, Packy Fanu, a guy we've talked about as a potential interior offensive line target, he went off the board to Washington just yesterday. I don't anticipate that he'll be making it to Penn State for his official visit anymore. So while their spots are minimal on the offensive line, there are still spots up for grabs. And a guy like Martin that the Penn State staff does like, he has the chance to climb up the board depending on how other dominoes fall. So depending, on, we're going to have to see where the board is at when he does get to Penn State for his official visit at the end of the month on June 23rd. Because there's a lot that could happen between June 1st and June 23rd. I mean, that goes without saying. Official visit season, craziness that comes along with it. The, the board could be completely different by the time he makes it to campus, if he makes it to campus, because there's no telling what could happen when he makes it to West Virginia and NC State. He could fall in love with one of those places and not even wind up making it to Penn State. But Martin, he's a high three-star caliber player, and I like his game. I think the Penn State staff likes him, and we're just going to see how that visit plays out. Donovan Harbor, Cooper Cousins, Garrett Sexton, all four uh, four stars in the composite in this offensive line class. You've also got Egan Boyer out of North Carolina in the three-star territory and Caleb Brewer out of uh, Reading, Pennsylvania area that we discussed. Uh, could go both sides of the ball um, as Phil Troutwine and company try to build out another impressive offensive line class. And a name that we've been talking about really as much as anyone earlier than anyone on that list, aside from Cooper Cousins, is Kevin Haywood, who, of course, came to campus last year for some camp action, impressed, got the offer, a bunch of other offers came. Uh, this is one where it felt like for a while, even through last fall, would he be the next addition to the class? Would he join Cooper Cousins? Didn't happen that way. He's now through a significant portion of spring, coming up towards the official visit window. What's the latest there? You know, he's not going to be taking that, that Penn State official visit. As things stand right now, he has four official visits scheduled for June. Penn State is not one of them. I know the staff is going to continue to try to push to get him on campus for an official. At this point, if that does happen, it's going to have to be one of those midweek official visits because his four weekends for the month are booked. So the one thing that stands out to me with Haywood in terms of his official visit schedule is he's getting schools that he's really hasn't had the chance to check out in depth all that much. And he's been to some of them. Some of them haven't even received you know a real visit yet. So I think, again, this has been a talking point throughout this recruitment for me that he's going to really zone in on finding out all he can about a school before coming to a decision. And he's obviously been to Penn State more than any other school involved in his recruitment, and there's a lot of familiarity that goes beyond the football program with you know family having attended and currently attending the school. So that works in Penn State's favor. But I don't know. It's just one of those things where, you know, if he doesn't make the official in the end, what are Penn State's chances really? You know, Jalen Harvey was going to take this same approach as Haywood where he was saying, oh, I've been to Penn State so much, you know, I don't really need to make it back there for an official because I've been around the program so much and I know pretty much all I need to know. And even he circled back and decided, hey, I am going to take an official. So, you know, you compare the two situations and you ask yourself, where's the level of interest in Penn State at at this point in his recruitment? I think that's something that, you know, still has to be determined. I mentioned, you know, maybe Satter White trending away from Penn State a bit. Um, Haywood might be in a similar boat, but the Penn State staff is going to stay on and they're going to keep pushing for one of those official visits. The thing here is I don't anticipate this recruitment going beyond the June official visit schedule in sense of, you know, him taking advantage of the new NCAA rule. I don't think that's going to happen. That's my gut feeling, just getting a read for Haywood and, you know, where he's at with his process, but Penn State, they're going to keep pushing to get him on campus, so we're going to have to see if that comes about.
Penn State with a couple of six seven plus tackles on board already with the 2024 class. Uh, Haywood listed six seven, 290 pounds. Now at Pope John Paul the second here in Pennsylvania, uh, the number 29 offensive tackle in 24 seven sports current assessment. He's in high three star territory. Um, and and look, we have a lot to track on the offensive line in the 2024 class. But think about where we were last May and some of the names that people were yeah. really attached to. No one was talking about Jim Diono, who ended up being what a top 200 overall prospect. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of names that we have kind of, you know, brought up time and time again here in Satterwhite, Haywood among them. Maybe Martin becomes one of those guys now for us on the podcast. Uh, but you never know what services that we got camp season coming up. A lot of guys are going to be battling up against elite edged rushers uh, across the region. There's going to be a chance for guys to get exposed, drop in rankings, and then show up and, and prove that they are different players than they were maybe on the field as juniors. So, Something to monitor. I know we, we kind of fall in love with some of these names in terms of coverage and in terms of what we want to read about um, on the message boards. But there will be others that surface on the offensive no front, doubt. even though it's already a crowded uh, situation in that class right now. Tyler, let's shift gears over to the 2025 class. Stay on the offensive line. And this is just uh, complimenting Jalen Matthews for uh, committing to the All-American Bowl. And another strong message that Penn State early on uh, – Banking, banking a, a big-time player out of the Garden State and one that's going to require diligence all the way through. I know he's committed, but there's a lot of programs that are starting to circle around Matthews, and I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. It's not. And, I mean, what did me and you say pretty much on day one when this commitment came down? This is one of those recruitments where – you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a marathon. It's not a sprint. You got him on board. That's definitely a plus. Now you're going to have to fend off all these schools. Florida state is offered. Michigan, Michigan, not Michigan state, Michigan recently offered just, I believe it was either last week or a week and a half ago. So that's another high tier big 10 program getting involved with the top 100 tackle. And you know, when it comes to the all American game stuff, I mean, that's just really a testament to where he already is in his development. I mean, we see the upside, a lot of other people see the upside. He's the latest blue chip Penn State tackle recruit to be playing in that game. Javon Williams was just down there this past winter, and he had a really good experience. So I know Matthews. It's something that he's really excited about, and he he's gonna he's gonna love playing down there. You know, he this is an opportunity that he's really hyped about. And when it comes to Penn State, I mean, they're hoping that he's still with them at that point. And I I think that there, it, it says something they were able to get the commitment. So early, you know, it's something I always say. It's always going to be a thought process that I maintain. It's better to get the kid committed and fight off other schools than it is to, you know, have to go through that whole uncommitted process. I, I think there's some benefit to that. It's difficult. You know, it's difficult business. I mean, Michigan's not going to be the last top-tier program to get involved with Matthews. That's for sure. He's still got a long way between now and signing his name on his national letter of intent. So, there's going to be it's going to be a marathon, man. It really is, and we'll be keeping a close eye on it throughout the whole time. But again, Phil Trotwin, what he's been able to accomplish on the trail, Matthews is one of the better prospects that he's landed during his tenure at Penn State, and they want to keep it that way. And they're going to work really hard to make sure he winds up within any lines one day. Top 100 overall prospect in that 2025 class right now when you look at 24-7 sports rankings. As you mentioned, Javen Williams solidified a five-star status down in San Antonio last year. A couple cycles ago, we saw Deny Dennis Sutton have a huge week down there on the practice field, really confirm himself as a five-star prospect. And uh, Matthews, you know, set, set your TV guide now. Uh, first week of January 2025, San Antonio, Jalen Matthews uh, stepping up to play some football. Uh, let's finish up here with some conversation on the transfer portal as it impacts basketball and football. Football. You've done a phenomenal job 
during the last several months and, and more specifically last few weeks and, and tracking who's on the radar, who's off the radar for both of the programs as the portal moves and, and continues to evolve. What do our listeners need to know right now? And let's begin with football and we'll finish with some basketball. Yeah, I just started with football. I mean, cornerback, it remains a priority. Traquan Fagans was a guy that the staff wanted to get on campus for an official visit. It looked like it was going to happen. It would have happened this week. He winds up committing to USC along with his younger brother. So that's a good opportunity for those two to go play together at the next level. USC sealed the deal there. So where does that leave Penn State at the position moving forward? I, I think that, you know, Trey Amos from Louisiana, there's a lot of competition for him. He's one of those guys who's high on the board. Davion Collins from Mississippi State, he didn't play at all as a freshman this past season. But kind of like Fagans where Penn State, he's young. They like the fact that he has multiple years of eligibility and they like the upside kind of a guy that they can mold as opposed to, you know, the storm duck mold is already a veteran and isn't going to be around that long. Got Fagans was one of those guys. Collins was a guy that, you know, Terry Smith could really leave his imprint on throughout his collegiate career. So those are some guys appealing to the staff right now. I think now that the transfer portal is closed and all those names are in there and kind of the craziness of dealing with that is done. The staff can kind of take a step back, do some evaluating, decide, who do we want to offer out of the portal? Because there are still plenty of high-quality names at the position still out there for the taking. So just because we see a few offers at the position right now, that's a number that could definitely grow. And I think the same goes at wide receiver. I think, you know, there could be a desire to upgrade more on the veteran end heading into this season, but that's going to be fit-based. And the same goes for defensive tackle if they're landing. Alonzo Ford, if they're going to add another guy, it's got to be fit-based. I got to make sure he fits the scheme, fits the culture, all that stuff. And then basketball – Noah Thomas in the Niagara transfer, we've talked about a lot, high-scoring guard. He's off the board to Georgia. So now Georgia is two for two on beating Penn State for recruits recently. They beat Blue K they got Blue Kane. Now they got Thomas. Actually, three for three, Jalen Deloach as well. So Georgia's been rolling on Goodness the Goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah. Our, our subscribers always talk about, you know, Georgia and Penn State now doing battle on the football recruiting trail. They talk about Kirby Smart following James Franklin's <laughs> offers, right? Is that, they they, they, they talk they about that and, like, the AD having subscription and seeing who Penn State offers every day. Hey, it, we, we take all subscribers, dialogue. man. Yeah, we take all subscribers. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, no, now it's carrying over to basketball. So where are Penn State's sites set now? The desire still remains to add an off-ball guard and a big. Those seem to be the priorities for Mike Rhodes and his staff right now. It seems to me like we're getting a little bit of traction when it comes to the potential for adding another big, actually from the ACC, Favor Air. I probably just butchered his last name. He was he didn't play that much for Miami this past season, but he's in the portal. And, you know, I just talked about, on the football side of things, Terry Smith, you know, having an eye on some guys who are young and have multiple years of eligibility and you could develop them. He's one of them on the basketball side of things. So this is going to, the idea is that Penn state likes the upside and they want to get him on campus for an official visit. It looks like that could happen as soon as this week. I, I think that's the goal for the staff to get him in town sooner rather than later. And, you know, we'll be covering that at lines 24 seven as the Intel rolls in. But right now, Guard and a big. That's where Penn State staff has its eyes on as it looks to round out its 20, its 2023-24 roster. And also, you know, if they could get a guy on the 2023 front in the high school recruiting late, late in the cycle flyer, I think that's something that Rhodes and his staff would like to do. You know, Kane was a name who popped up late, didn't happen. Brady Dunlap was a name who popped up late, didn't happen. He's off to St. John's, but the staff is still evaluating. So the 2023 door is still open. It might not be a barren class when it's all said and done. 
and I'm glad you brought up the 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 philosophy about what they're doing at cornerback now and, and instead of the storm duck approach you know kind of the one and done rounding out the career with us more of the Johnny Dixon approach a guy mm-hmm. who got a couple of years established in the SEC with South Carolina then comes here and really grows as a player mm-hmm. goes from a, a a role player to now what we think is going to be a, a really a premier member of this defensive plan in 2023 Tyler Calvaruso doing a great job at the site lines 247.com all the VIP content available for everyone who subscribes 30% off annual subscription available right now or one dollar for one month take a peek in we've got some prospect camps coming up a lot going on on the site Tyler Calvaruso appreciate you and uh, we got a couple transfers moving to campus this weekend so uh, Penn State football going to start to enjoy the rewards of those efforts and, and those recruitments and we're going to start seeing these rosters take shape as guys make their move Thanks for having me on, man. I encourage everyone to take advantage of that deal, even if you're a Georgia fan listening to this. It's a good deal. <laughs> Do it. Nice, nice. All right, talk to you soon, Tyler. See you. Good stuff from Tyler Calvaruso. You can catch at lines247.com each day of the week. Uh, thanks again to Kavion Keys, who was a phenomenal guest. Really impressive. Again, I think he's going the right direction with that communications major. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll have a second episode up later this week. Uh, we'll start to take a longer look uh, towards this wave of early enro- uh, of May enrollees, I should say. We've had some content up on the site for our VIP of subscribers last week about what we're hearing, who's coming to campus, the kind of impact they could make immediately. Uh, a lot going on right now as Penn State. Uh, the next couple months finishes up that roster and prepares for preseason camp come August. That's it for this edition of the Lions 24 seven podcast. As always, I'm Tyler Donahue. Thanking everyone for listening or watching on YouTube. Uh, please like rate, subscribe as you would. We'd like the, the five-star reviews. We'll take them as much as you are willing to dish them out. So uh, we'll talk to you real soon here at lions247.com and lions247 podcast. We'll talk to you. Take care.